Welcome, guys, to a new episode of the Analytics for You podcast. This is a space to talk about technology, digital solutions, and analytics in the healthcare fields. My name is Mariel Montero. I'm here with Ruben and Michael. Hello, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Mariel, and I'm actually very, very excited about this uh, particular episode because we're going to talk about uh, one of the features of uh, this analytics that is Uh, that has become my my quickly become my favorite. How are you doing, Michael? Oh, hello, hello, everyone. Um, I'm glad to be here, and I'm so excited about the subject for today. <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, Mariel, I uh, today we published. I know the the recordings don't don't uh, are not in the same order as the or at the same time, right? As the as they come out, and today was the day that our first podcast came out. I just heard it about 10 minutes ago, and I was really excited uh it was it was what i think so far has been our worst podcast and yet it, looked, <laughs> it sounded like it wasn't it sounded like we had been doing it for a long time so uh make sure everybody to read the behind the scenes that we were putting up on the on the pages so that you can see what our thoughts are behind each one of the episodes uh and you'll see for example that in episode one we were all pretty nervous and uh probably even <laughs> confused about what we were trying to do But then I think the end result was pretty uh, exciting and uh, at least uh, surprising to me how well it came out. So congrats to everybody so far. Yes, we were all pretty nervous, but it turned out great. Ruben, are you a cat person or a dog person? This is quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, parts of the podcast because you're asking us uh, <laughs> personal you know, insights. And I'm absolutely a cat person uh, now, but I've had every single pet that you can imagine growing up from chickens and roosters which didn't last very long when they started uh waking us up early in the morning to uh, dogs to cats bunnies uh turtles we had many turtles that actually were even born uh at home that they would lay eggs and, and we'd have uh, babies uh, uh you know show up every uh, as, at first that was a surprise and then we we became pretty used to seeing them Uh, once a year so uh and even in college the fraternity that i belonged to had a couple of uh, anaconda snakes so it was uh, pretty cool uh, growing up and having you know seeing those things through the years but nowadays i live in an apartment building and uh i'm down to just the one cat and uh, she's pretty fun so uh, molly is her name and it's actually written m-o-l-l-e and and it's in Inspired by one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Wally, a Pixar uh, movie. So, Wally is Michael, beautiful. Wally is great. Wally is great. I, <laughs> actually, actually, I I rescued a stray dog. I, I moved to this apartment about three years ago or so, mm -hmm. and there was a stray dog that was pregnant, and and nobody wanted to to touch the the dog. We call it Firu, Firu lies. And, and pretty much I made it my, my goal in life to, to, to be a father for, for a stray dog. So I rescued her. She delivered seven puppies, even though she was very tiny. Uh, and and um, eventually all the, the, the little puppies uh, found a home. 
And even the stray dog got rescued from me just because I was working at, at uh, very long hours and I wasn't at home. The neighbor, my neighbor decided to, to adopt my stray dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Fidulais is, is her name. And she, uh, from the bed, we got that she's about four years old. And, and yeah, it has been an amazing uh, experience. I don't know if you guys have ever had a chance to do something like it, but I feel like I have done something uh, good for, not just for myself, but also for, for another uh, living thing, in this case, Fidulais. Michael, mm. that's, all, that's awesome. My grandmother actually... All her dogs that she had when, when we were growing up, and uh, she's uh, resting in peace now. But uh, all of them were stray dogs, and uh, really, it was it was an adventure. And and every single one had a very different character. So we we learned a lot from those dogs. Excellent story, Michael. And thank excellent you, mm-hmm. How about I you, Maria? I am pets lover. I love cats, dogs, and far animals. Currently, um. I am a dog mom. I have a lovely mix chihuahua named Bonita. <laughs> Super <laughs> playful. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, uh, our most our main language for all of us is Spanish, and Bonita is beautiful. Beautiful name. So she's beautiful <laughs> and playful. <laughs> Let's get into it. Today we want to talk about these analytic notifications. How convenient it's it to have them. As I mentioned uh, earlier, this is one of my favorite features right now of the this analytics program, and it and and it came up in a very interesting way because we had always envisioned having notifications basically tied in to whatever the analytics was showing. So, for example, if you had a delay in a study being reported. You, you were going to have the system. We were going to design the system so that it would catch that and let people know. And sure enough, it can certainly do that. But it also has gone in a very interesting direction in that uh, our customers have asked us to identify situations where a, a study, for example, is being scheduled and they want to find out about it. I at first thought that that would really create way too many notifications and they didn't even think of it as, a, as an interesting feature because, uh, as you can probably imagine, um, most of you in the audience that are working on these things day to day, you would receive, you know, however many scheduled MRIs maybe. And, and in some places, we're talking about, you know, 20, 30, 50 a day. And that would be a lot of notifications to get. Uh, but it turns out that it's actually something that the users do want to get because it really helps them. Uh, stay on top of uh, the different patients as well as uh, the the workflow that, that they're uh, living on a, on a day-by-day basis, which once it's, we started using, I started kind of realizing and understanding. I mean, I may not want to receive, if I'm an administrator, all the notifications for every single CT and MR and X-ray and ultrasound, but if I am a tech and I'm only doing the MRs, then those notifications really wouldn't impact me that much because they're part of my my daily uh, routine. So it would actually end up helping me very much because if I've already got uh, a patient that's doing a study and I find out, hey, you've got, I've got three more patients that, that have been scheduled, then I'm going to you know, kind of prepare myself mentally to handle uh, that workload that's coming in the next, uh, you know, in the next sessions of the hours and so on. So 
Uh, Michael, you have a lot more experience sure. in, the, in the field than we do. So what do you think about notifications? Sure, not a problem. Um, I, I think it's an, an amazing um, tool. Um, it creates a sense of efficiency in, in the radiology department. What do I mean about that? So um, every MRI study takes about anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, depending on the bone structure or, or the order. So what you do when you get these notifications as the supervisor of the, of the area, you can have more control over the resources that you already have. And, and, and just like you mentioned before, if you have 15 to 20 studies a day, you don't have to reschedule for a later date, for tomorrow, for Friday, for Monday. If you are notified in real time that this is the need of the unit, then you can modify your own workforce to maximize uh, your production in a day. So essentially what we're doing is, is giving you a tool to maximize your resources. Now, um, you mentioned before there was a component for artificial intelligence built in in these notifications, Ruben. Can, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yep, and, and it's certainly very much in development, but that's the, the concept is let the system using artificial intelligence look into the data and tell us what things may be going on. Yesterday we were particularly talking about a particular example where we're looking at different status inside of uh, those, how the study may be at in the, at that moment. So if a study is scheduled versus it being completed versus it being finalized. And if we as humans put rules behind that, then we can certainly capture, for example, delays or, or, or some, um, you know, some, uh, abnormality with with that status of that of that study but we can't really pay attention to that all the time we need to let the computers kind of do that for us because we've got 20 other things that we have to do and so we can teach this artificial intelligence engines how to look at that part of the data and and find abnormalities that are either positive or are negative okay so it can look and say hey for the last month you've done 4,000 studies and 2,000 of them are still in the, in the non-finalized state. And of course, if, if I told that to somebody, they would immediately say, whoa, that's, that could be a problem. I've, I've got two, half of my studies are not finalized. Uh, but do you look at that every day? You probably don't. Do you even look at it every month? Maybe not. And so the computer would be looking for it at all times. And, and would be able to keep a rolling account of this. It wouldn't actually look at just the last month. It may look at the last hour. It may look at the last week. It may look at the last quarter. And it can do that you know, much quicker than we can because we would have to do it by filtering the data and doing some reasoning behind it and to, to try to turn it into some sort of analytic, whereas the artificial intelligence engine could do it uh, by itself uh, at, any, at any moment. And send you that notification so here's here's that's the key what michael you're mentioning is it's not just building it in so that it does it it's how do you then turn it into an actionable result well you the first thing you have to do is you have to notify certain people about that and that's exactly what we're doing you know we're we're creating the system in such a way that it will let you know these abnormalities are going on again the abnormalities could be positive 
because it could be the complete other side. It could be something like in the last month, you normally have 100 non-finalized cases and now you have five. Let me, let me congratulate you about that. So it could mm -hmm. notify all the appropriate people to let them know this abnormality, good or bad, is going on and they could do it all automatically without having to be coded by a programmer or anybody in a, in a manual setting. So uh, thanks for the question, Michael, because that's, uh, that's a really powerful thing that mm -hmm. we're building into this analytics. You know, interesting enough, interesting enough, you mentioned that you don't have to wait until someone else tells you about the, the problem, that the system itself lets you know there's something else going on and you don't have to be aware about it. You don't have to wait till the end of the month. So finance doesn't have to contact you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We know that every one of these things are uh, interlaced. And, you know, if, if, if it happens in, the, in one department, it's going to affect some other department. And eventually it'll get, it'll get to finance and finance will be uh, right after you trying to figure out why these things are, are happening. So, yeah, that's kind of the concept, the concept of the, of the entire program. And of course, you know, we're, we're early on and, and we're going to get better and better at this. But uh, the idea behind the, the program is make you aware. It's not just about showing you a pretty graphic. It's not just about showing you a pie chart or something like that. It's about looking into the data, turning it into information, which of course goes into uh, an analytic and that analytic becomes something that you can take uh, action on. Uh, if you guys remember on episode two, we talked about uh, those, how you turn numbers into something important. And uh, that's exactly what we're talking about happening here in a more sophisticated sense but also including more sophisticated uh, engineering uh, behind it, such as an artificial intelligence. I've seen this featuring in, in action, and I also think it's a pretty useful. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for listening to us today. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes. This is a wrap for today. Goodbye. See you all later. Goodbye. Bye.